Hello and welcome to this week in football, or the week in football, rather. I can't say the other one because that, I think, actually belongs to the NFL. I am it here. does. Do not get a suit, man. <laughs> um, anyway, welcome to the week in football. I am your host, Payne Robertson. And with me, as always, is the piccolo to my Vegeta, Joshua Poindexter. R- racist. The- racist. <laughs> and the... <laughs> And the Gohan to my Goku, uh, Mr. JMO, Mr. Moose. How are you doing? Anime. I don't watch it. <laughs> We're off to a terrible start. Get to football, please. Get, get back right. to football. I, 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 I'm sorry about that, everybody. Anyway. Um, all right. So going into the first game of the week, we have the Tennessee, Oil, I mean, Tennessee Titans facing the Green Bay Lombardis. The Titans beat the Packers 27-17. Boys, are the Pack what, – what, what was this game, honestly? Like, I, I, I have no real reaction to it. Y'all's thoughts? Uh, watching that first drive um, from Tennessee, uh, they looked really good through the air. It looked like they didn't even need um, – Derek Henry. Henry, yeah, sorry, uh, Henry on the team because uh, uh, Tannehill was slinging that thing. Um, but then you know, further on in the game, obviously you have when you have to lean on Henry. Yeah, I mean, when you have a player like that, it's hard not to. Um, and then what I saw from the Green Bay side, uh, Rogers still has that football IQ that that makes him one of the greats. Um, it's just, you know, he's got, he's got two running backs. You can throw the ball to, he has Cobb who you can throw the, throw the ball to, and that's it. Um, everybody else drops passes. Uh, they got that new guy. Uh, was it? Wilson Watson Watson. And it was sort of the W yeah, uh, he has, Watson. he has flashes, but to me, he doesn't seem consistent enough, um, to fill that, uh, to fill that um, Devontae Adams role. So, but yeah, that's what uh, that's what I, I got from I mean, nothing, nothing's going to fill the Adams role. Uh, Watson and Lazard um, seem like a solid starting point, and I am actually excited to see. I hope uh, Roger sticks around, but I'm excited to see what these guys can do with like a whole offseason of, of molding Hopefully Aaron sticks around in the off season to help mentor and not go out and do drugs in South America again. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think Christ. the Packers could be back as soon as next year. All right. And uh, looking at stats for a little bit, you know, uh, I know myself and Josh here have, uh, are not huge fans of uh, Tannehill, but 22 for 27 for 333 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, but, I mean, that's not bad through the air. Um, Derek Henry also went two for two with the touchdown. So is that more of a testament to Tannehill or that the Packers defense is, even though they've been throwing first-round draft picks at it, is just, like, not good? Or, or, or the third option, which is definitely the least applicable to this situation, is Derek Henry better than Malik Willis and the real QB2 in Tennessee? Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> All right, we got the uh, 
the Cater State, I mean, the Chicago Bears going to play the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, Bears fall 27-24. And Justin Fields doing his best. Noah, A for effort from Justin Fields. I don't know about the rest of the team, though. Uh, Falcons somehow won a football game. We, I thought that they were going to choke, but uh, apparently the Falcon was able to stomach the bear this week. What are y'all? What What are y'all thinking? That's one extra. Uh, I I was leaving it for Jamo. I thought he was going to say just like he said it last week. Help this man. Help Justin Fields. He is struggling. Yeah, looking at my looking at my notes, it takes about three lines of my page. It says get Fields help. <laughs> he's trying, man. He's out there doing everything, leading the team in rushing, throwing the ball the best he can. Ah, oh, man, like what is what is the Bears right now? Um, I, I keep saying it. It might be my tagline that teams are like just one one year away from things. The Bears are not that. Bears, Bears to. need a lot of help and a lot of things, but they had that starting point with Fields, and I hope they don't ruin him. I hope they build upon him. Well, uh, to counter that point of about two the two years that need that the Bears need, um, watching that game, banking that the Falcons had a good defense which I don't know if most people would consider that a good defense. The Bears look good for the most part. The Bears look okay. It's it's just – it's a similar thing that I said with Rodgers. He just – I feel like Fields doesn't have people to throw the ball to or an O-line to not let him have to run for 85 yards. I mean, the Bears were so desperate for wide receiver help. They went out and got the guy that we drafted in the first round that turned out to be a pile of shit. I mean, they were desperate for literally anyone. Like, I have a feeling if you had been walking down past the stadium in Chicago, like, earlier this season, they probably would have signed one of you guys. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it it looked like they were getting that desperate earlier in this year. And I'm with y'all. Fields looks like he's the real deal, and I'm hoping I hope that get him some help because I'd like to see Chicago be successful, and um, it'd help kind of wipe the you know wash the taste of Rex Grossman out of my mouth when I think of the Bears. So, mm. Mm. all right. Moving right along. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Please. (laughs) We got the Carolina Kitty Cats going into Baltimore, holding that uh, Ravens like offense to only three points in the first half. Unfortunately, falling thirteen three. As a Panthers fan, I loved seeing that the fact that the like over three quarters Panthers held them to three points. That is impressive especially considering what the Baltimore Ravens can do and what we have seen them do this year. Very impressed by my Panthers. Very happy to see them come out with a solid defensive game plan. Uh, I could not ask for more other than asking Baker to please not throw two picks and be a better quarterback, which I don't know if you're capable of at this point, but it be what it be. Let's say what you what are we getting at with this one, man. You're 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 giving high marks 
to your team for holding them to three points into the third. Y'all, y'all only scored three points in the third. Yeah. Like, um, Baker Mayfield is garbage. I'll see him in the XFL real soon. Uh, what do you, you know, I, bold tape, bold tape, and this is coming as a Ravens fan, half Ravens fan, PJ Walker would have done better. PJ Walker probably or could have made this actually a win for the Carolina because the Ravens did not look great. They they came out very flat. They came out very flat and won, and they won because I think eventually, like the defense just got fed up with the offense doing nothing. Because if you look at the drive chart, we have punt, 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 field goal, punt, (laughs) fumble, turnover on downs, interception, interception. Correct. Correction. Correction. The whole first quarter was punting. Followed starting of the second quarter, a punt followed by a pick. Followed by a punt. uh, We picked off the Ravens on that. Closed off. Closed off with a field goal. Oh yeah, like. That Which I take from that offense had a mistake. Defense, you know, starting starting in your uh, well, right there, the Carolina thirty-five couldn't get anything going much for mm-hmm. it. Got a punt and let that let that let the Ravens offense then go back down the field, starting from I, their ten to I, get in the Justin Tucker ring. I will say this: I'm going to have a com- similar complaint, but with another team that a, a little bit later. This defense played very, very well. The Carolina defense, I think, is one of the better units in the league. One of the better ones. I didn't say they were the best, but one of the better ones. Like Frankie Louvu, Jeremy Chin, C.J. Henderson, J.C. Horn, Brian Bur- Like, this is a solid unit of good football players. It's just we, we got to build up that offensive side of the ball. We need We need D.J. Moore to be doing, I mean, five targets, three catches, 24 yards. Like this is a team that needs to do more on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that, yeah, DJ Moore has the same stat stat line as Ian Thomas, a name that I've never heard in my life. Yeah, like we need we need. I think like is DJ just like he's one of those that could be a number one, but he's better as a number two receiver. I don't know, but it's Maybe. looking a lot like that. But uh, my hope is this offense can get its head out out of its booty and. Maybe we can have a good off season and put something together. So, and what a game to Demarcus Robinson out there! Nine for nine, one twenty-eight. Didn't find the end zone because nobody but Lamar did. Uh, but what 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 a game, young man! I want to see want to see more from him coming out on this. He gets a pob, a pat on the back for that one. Mm. Mm. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving right on. And every game at uh, <laughs> recap with. Mm. <laughs> I just love how that's ruining Payne's existence for a moment. He doesn't know how to react. Uh, moving right along, we got the Cleveland Browns going into, going into. But I'm sorry, going into Detroit, losing to the Buffalo Bills, uh, 31-23. I have a peeve with this game, and I realize you know, we're, we're in a, this age of player safety. I want my fucking snow games. What the we hell? We got robbed. That would have been. I six want feet my damn snow, snow that games. That would have been amazing. I haven't seen you know that would have been the best scene since uh, Philly versus Detroit, and I think 2017-18. Uh, that that snow game was 
fun for me sitting at home in my nice, cozy, warm home watching <laughs> people suffer. Um, and I wanted more of that. I wanted that. Although, although I have seen pictures of Bill Stadium when the game was supposed to start. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no definition to that game. <laughs> how much snow was in there. It looked like a white bowl. It was an it un- looked like a white bowl. You couldn't see. There was, was no definition to it. It was just a white bowl. It was an unrendered Madden stadium. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, first note on that one, big up to the Bills holding Nick Chubb to only 19 yards on 14 carries. Hey, that's how you beat the Browns right there. I mean, I, I kind of wish they hadn't Chubbs on my fantasy team and I needed him to perform a little well this week, but I still mm-hmm. won. Tragic. Yeah. But uh, Jacoby Brissett, I know we give him shit and call him Jacoby Brissett, but no one uh, but you does that. Uh, well, you know what? Sometimes he just gets absolutely smoked. But um, yeah, twenty-eight of forty-one for three twenty-four and three tutties. I mean, this man was trying to get his team the W. It it's just unfortunate that they did not. Mari Cooper, twelve targets, eight catches 113 with two touchdowns maybe looking a little bit like dallas shouldn't have gotten rid of him but it's for the rest of the league it's better for the rest of the league that they did uh it sucks for the browns but uh bills are getting potentially hot again at the right time so you can't argue with it too much i wouldn't say they're getting hot now i mean who knows uh but this wasn't world-ending Bills, like week three, week four Bills, where they looked untouchable. Um, but, hey, they did what they had to do, got the dub, went home. Yeah, sometimes that's all you can really do, honestly. Mr. Moose? Uh, I feel like you guys covered most of it. I did not catch much of this game um, for my game was on at the same time um but yeah just looking at just looking at the stats uh it looks like jacoby um you can argue either fighting for the win or you know putting together a really good resume on tape uh for when um the man they paid a bajillion dollars is no longer suspended next week and uh jacoby is probably going to hope for a starting position somewhere else that is in need of a quarterback maybe maybe I, I, Carolina I do have an oh. interest I do have an interesting question regarding that though and that is is Deshaun Watson going to be booed or cheered coming out of that tunnel next week Depends if he's wearing a robe The only thing he's going to be wearing is a Gatorade towel, just like he did when he went to those massages. Anyway, it was a disgusting statement to give. Um, (laughs) I, I think, and where, where is that game? No, they. This is not the game that they play the Texans, right? No, yeah, next week they or this week, week twelve, they play the Texans. Yeah, and Deshaun is back. It's. no, uh, the Texans are playing the Dolphins, so... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Are this they, week the Browns are playing the Bucks. I think it's week 13. Yeah, it is week 13. So this week it's they're playing Houston. the Bucks. It is in Houston. Um, but I think this week he's going to get the cheer 
uh, going in because it's going to be in Cleveland. Um, and I think that chair would remain if he performs well. If he goes out and he stinks up the bed, then, you know, hey, maybe Jacoby Brissett might not lose his job. Maybe. No, that's not happening. He's there. They're definitely keeping with Watson. But, yeah. Um, I hate him too much. I mean, J- <laughs> J- Jacoby, I think, is a solid uh, QB2 for any team in the NFL. So He will look good in Carolina next year. Uh, maybe he'll look good in that Carolina blue or maybe the all-black uni if we bring it back. Moving right along, we have the Washington Commanders going into Houston. Hey, there hey there it is again. Uh, beating them 23-10. Mr. Moose, how did you like your free win? Um, I did not wear my Washington garb on Monday because I refused to celebrate a win against a dog water team that is Houston. Um, that being said, uh, if that was any other team, we would have lost that game. Um, we did not play great um if we played like we had played the eagles um this would have been 37 to 2 um i don't know where the two comes from but <laughs> it's a really weird two man <laughs> random safety in the middle of the fucking random, game <laughs> random safety or two field goal safeties who knows um that would be ultimate but, uh, right there but yeah we didn't play Great. Our defense looked really good. I mean, second play uh, of Houston's drive, fucking first drive, pick six. You know, uh, Kendall Fuller jumped that jumped that route so hard uh, that he would have got a ticket in New York for uh, from the subway guy. But um, ah uh, yes, the subway guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the defense looked really good. Uh, I forgot what his name is, but number fifty nine. On the Houston Texans, my condolences. I felt so bad for you that whole game. He was going nose up with Jonathan Allen and Whitney. No, it's not Whitney Merciless. Uh, Kenyon he, Green, I think. Yeah, uh, he was he was nose up with Jonathan Allen all game and every snap. This dude was trying out to be a corner because he was backpedaling so hard. John Allen was just pushing him to the next state, I think. (laughs) My big thing when it was was, uh, big up to the commander's defense for, you know, holding Damian Pierce, 10 carries, eight yards in total. They also Um, had five sacks on the day. One from my guy, Deron Payne. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, if you, I don't know if you guys. Sorry, uh, I don't know if you guys know the total offense that the Texans had in the first half. Was it negative no, yardage? It? Please tell me it was negative yardage. It was five whole yards. Oh man, Fair five man. yards! Damn, I walked farther to the Mexican <laughs> restaurant for dinner tonight than the Houston Texans could get in the first fucking half of football. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I would hope that a restaurant is further than five <laughs> yards away from you. Um, oh, but just... yeah, I you know, I I I kind of disagree to the point that um, it wasn't a uh, it was a bad game for for Washington, Houston, and this might be saying because they put up a good fight against Philly, but Houston was uh, they're not bad. Their record's bad. Their team is bad, but they're not bad. 
that makes sense if you don't think about it. Moving on. There mm-hmm. are shining lights on this team. I'll give you that. Uh, but unfortunately, that's a lot of darkness for those lights to shine through. Moving right along to the next game for this week, we have the Philadelphia E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles going up, against, going up against the Indianapolis Saturdays are for the boys. 17-16, Mr. Poindexter. What in tarnation was going on here? Y'all look, what do you mean? Y'all were gonna, mean? We won. Y- y- y'all were looking like you were going to lose at one point. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did we win? You, lo- you won by a point. Okay. Hey, I mean, oh, a, a point or 30. It's still a W in the win column. I, I don't know what the big deal is about. Right? A dub is a dub. A dub right? is a dub. A dub is a dub. However scary we're, the journey might be there to get the dub. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter how 14 scary the points is in when the you come up quarter. the other side. We, you know, yeah, everyone considers us a second quarter team. We, you know, we showed, hey, we can also do this shit in the fourth quarter. Right? <laughs> a dub's a dub. I don't know what the big deal is. You know, I Saturdays are for the boys. The Colts are feeling revitalized. It's in Indianapolis. Everything is aligned for the Colts to win this game, but the better team prevail. That's all I got to say. Uh, you know, I'll give uh, it that. If any other... Uh, head coaches are listening from around the league. Uh, the key to beat the Eagles is the run game yeah. um, and a dominant one. Because, um, I mean, I mean, we we beat you. The, Houston, the Texans almost beat you with the run almost game. Almost doesn't count. I don't know hey, what that's hey, all about. Hey, hey, all, and the uh, Colts. You have to dominate the run game harder. The run game. Let's put it this way. You're going to have to dominate the Eagles uh, via the run game and stopping their run game harder than that one kinky girl you knew in college. But that's besides the point. Uh, you know What do you mean? <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, Matt Ryan not throwing any touchdowns, not throwing any picks either, uh, you know, kind of like he did in Atlanta. But uh, Jonathan Taylor looking good. But only 3.8 yards average is eh. But uh, 22 carries. Big, big ups and a welcome to Indama Uh Helping out in the middle. Y- yeah, you get washed up in Indama Kasu. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, d- I do I have a question have for you, help. Josh. Yes. Uh, you, you have said in weeks past that you never want your quarterback to lead the team in rushing yards. That is a fact. Yes. What happened? You play to win the game. You do. He did not answer the question. Answer the fucking question. Win the game. I'm sorry. Hey, you know. Yeah, you don't want it. You don't. You don't want it. I understand. You don't want that. But what you want to do more is win the game. Jalen, I'm also looking at you on this one. I know we're not a video podcast yet. Stay tuned, everybody. But. (laughs) What's up with all the turnovers recently? You've been your uh, big, big, big critique last year was you were too uh, conservative and didn't want to push the rock or do something for fear of a turnover, right? And you missed opportunities. This year, pushing the rock and not having those turnovers, and I gave you big credit on big development. But now, last three weeks, what? Washington hurt your feelings? All right. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you, you, you turn the ball over a lot with them. Now you turn it over again next week. Get that shit out of here. Wash it off. Let's keep it going. Right. No more fumbles. That, that's a good mantra to have. It is Something. a good mantra to I, have. I think the great John Heisman once said, um, it is better to have 
That's like it, what was he said? It's better you to were not ruining it. Oh well, he had an old saying about fumbling the football. It's better to have died a man than have fumbled this football, or something along those lines. So, hold on to that motherfucking rock. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, ten tackles. Um, I welcome addition to the team still. Uh, it's his. It is not. Oh, his streak has ended. He did not have an interception this game. Yes, we has ended six games with a pick uh, six straight games. He did not get one today. Matt Ryan didn't throw the interception because uh, he was scared. Yeah. And that's why he lost. He didn't we'll throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there was a quarterback who threw a very sus pick. I think we might get to him a little bit later, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Next, Moving on. Next Pain. Game. Okay. This one's Next game. The New England Patriots in Foxborough beat the Jets 10-3. I'm going to jump ahead here before uh, Payne can get his uh, his. You his son of a bitch. On. You son of a bitch. Um, I think Mac Jones looked really good. <laughs> oh, my, he looked really my, good. My, and, I think, and I think Matt Patricia's play calling was outstanding. Go listen ahead. here, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that. Mac played really well, 23 of 27. Uh, Clip it. Clip that. Clip that. Clip that. From 246. I, he played very um, – again, I've said constantly my issue is not with Mac. It is with the play calling. Dear fucking Christ, this game – I listened to this whole game on the radio, which is hilarious because I'm hearing impaired, so make your jokes now. Um, but I listened to this game, and what? the entire time – it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, can we not get up out of our way for like five whole minutes? Now, thank God the Jets can't like call a game against us to save their fucking lives. But holy shit, the fact that we had to win this game on the first punt return for a touchdown. We did it first this year. In the NFL this year. We had to win off of that is frankly inexcusable. But it also does show the importance of playing well in all three phases of the game, even if you didn't really play well in one of them. Frankly, Ramondre Stevenson couldn't really get anything going. That sucked. But Damian Harris and D- Damian Harris was able to pick up the slack. Uh, Ramondre was able to get it going, catching the ball. Bah, humbug. The answer is simple. Bill Belichick owns the Jets. Uh, I mean, it's- he was their head coach for like a week. Back in what ninety four? Get out of here with no, that! Back you in know, two, th- back in the year two thousand, he was their head coach for a week. No, for a day before he was like, before he wrote on a napkin, "I resigned as head coach of the Jets," and then like jumped to the Patriots. Literally the next day, Zach Wilson looked god awful. Oh yeah, nine for twenty two, seventy seven yards. Uh, the Jets had literally nothing going for him. I fully expected this game to end in a tie. Uh, it, 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 this, yeah, I really have done those. That this is just it was bad awful. football. It was bad, just bad football. Sometimes watching we, this is I this is how you. Like, by the way, Poindexter, this is how you win ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, something I don't think we've touched on yet, uh, or any of us noticed. I'm watching these highlights right now. Um, it seemed like quite a windy game. Oh, it was very windy. Uh, like half the time, uh, Wilson's. Um, throws were either going high or they were going under the dirt. So, which you know, yeah, uh, and I and I get that, and that's you know called improvise, adapt, overcome. 
Why does your leading rusher only have eight carries on the day, right? If it's windy, run the ball. You know, exactly. just, we, we just try. Ball. We try. What, what happens when you? What happens when you run the ball? Point you answer? win you football win. games. You win. You win. We, we mm. tried. We tried. You know, twenty three mm. times. And and look, you you guys ran the ball more. Who won? We did. But that's we didn't Next win game. the we didn't win the ball because we game, we didn't win the ball we didn't win the game because we didn't we ran the ball we won the game because we have a really good uh, special team. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Who ran more, uh, the Patriots? Correlation does not equal causation. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, that punt re- that punt return he had to run that back. He did. Okay, listen to, here. That's he like oh my god. That oh my god, that is. We're we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Rams going into Bourbon Street, losing twenty-seven twenty to the Saints. Boys, um, uh, is Matthew Stafford cooked? Is is that what we're looking at right now? The Rams are cooked. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 11 for 18, 159, two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford without his best friend, Cooper Cup, is uh, – I don't, I don't want – I'm not going to say he looks bad. You know, it's not Davis Mills out here. It's like Brady but... without Gronk or Edelman. No, because he's still really good, uh, Brady, without Gronk or Edelman. Um, it's just the Rams are – Bad, and it was a concern coming into this year that they are just so top heavy that if something goes down, you know, everything no falls adjust. Yeah, you know, everything falls apart. Uh, we keep bringing up the Patriots, we'll go back to Belichick and his you know, grand motif next man up. Um, it's this is a, a problem, you, you need depth. This is this is this game symbolizes how wacky this year in football has been. We have Andy Dalton going twenty-one for twenty-five, two sixty and three tutties, beating Matt Stafford. What is football this year? Football's football, baby. That's why you got to play the game. I'm yeah, here for the chaos. I am all here for the chaos. I love it. A little fun stat that I just noticed. Uh, the leading receiver for the Rams had a reception. Oh, reception. Yeah, in, in regards to yards, yep. Uh, Tutu Atwell, 62 yards on one catch. And next closest was uh, Allen Robinson took him four catches to only get 47 yards. Is that the Saints defense? I think so. Saints defense can be good. I'll give them that. The, the the backup quarterback, Bryce Perkins, for the Rams. Evidently, they hated John Wolford so much they didn't want to play him again. The backup quarterback was their second-highest rusher, five carries, 39 yards, 7.8. Maybe they maybe they need a Cordell Patterson, that man, and turn him from a kick returner and turn him from a quarterback into a running back. Maybe that, that'll help him out. That is... I'm joking, obviously. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, nothing else to really add on this game. I had Rams are cooked. Uh, the Saints aren't good. This was the Saints are was, too busy. Was... The Saints are too busy eating gumbo. We're we're, we're moving right uh, along. Oh my god! I I can say that my family's from uh my family's from Louisiana. Anyway, we had the Detroit Lions, <laughs> good old MCDC, going into New York and beating the Giants thirty one eighteen. Hey, hey, Payne. 
Yeah. Hey, Payne. Yeah. Remember uh, last week when I was asking you who you were going to pick? And I said the Lions. Go... I said the Lions. I said the Lions. I have on my little pick sheet, Lions. Yeah, that pick sheet that says updated eight minutes ago. Get out of here. No, um, I picked the freaking Lions. You can go back and listen. To it. I have receipts. They are posted on the internet. Good actually... one by the Lions. Good one by the Lions. Yeah, very good one by the Lions. Goff I have didn't... said this. And I will say it again: the Giants are not good. They're not. Daniel Jones out there looking e- like Daniel Jones. They've had an easy schedule. Um, great win by the Lions. Uh, defense looked better. Um, Jared Goff did not turn over the football. It was not a liability. That's important to not be a liability at quarterback. Um, and when are they going to ship Swift? Because he's clearly not fucking RB1. Jamal Williams is. Jamal Williams played a very good game. Uh, Justin Jackson also played a very good game. Nine carries, 66 yards. That's two more than Jamal Williams did with 17 carries. So, might want to have a two-back system there. Swift, Swift looked good last year. Or at least I thought he did. Yeah, did I don't have, know what's happened with him, but I de- he's definitely not as swift anymore. Mm. <laughs> That's why people tune in this podcast for the terrible puns. Anyway, <laughs> adios mio. Uh, hey, shut, shutting down Saquon Bar- Barkley, uh, keeping him in the limits. It's only fifteen carries, only twenty-two yards on the day. Um, Daniel Jones, their best rusher. What 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 was that you said earlier, Poindexter? Hey, you see, when when your quarterback is your leading rusher, you <laughs> only score about eighteen points. Only eighteen points. You are not allowed you only a single score about eighteen points. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's well, that's as far as it'll get you. We'll let the Giants have eighteen <laughs> points as a treat. As a treat. All right, Move on. Uh, moving on to the most the, embarrassing the, game. The, the, the NFC East in me is proud to see the, the Giants loss. We all are. As a Patriots fan, it's always nice to see the Giants lose, especially when they uh, played us in those two Super Bowls that never happened. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got the Las Vegas hockey – I mean Raiders going to play Denver in Denver. The Raiders win 22-16 in – I guess the matchup of the two worst teams in the West that I thought were going to be good this year, but it'd be what it'd be. Derek Carr playing decent, 23-37, 3.07, and two tutties. Josh Jacobs pounding that pile like the man he is, 24 carries, 109 yards. Devontae Adams again getting the bulk of the targets. Gentlemen, are will the Raiders bounce back from going 3-7 and seven to somehow make the playoffs? Point extra. Uh, no, I'm going to give that to you because I'm going to go off. So I'm, I'm going to give that to you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think this was just uh, two teams that don't want to win. Um, They're trying to hand each other and, the uh, win. And uh, they kept accidentally scoring touchdowns. And we're like, damn. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it, it proved the point. You know, running the football wins your football games. You know? Yeah. Uh, running the football well wins you football games. Let me I'll put it that way. Um, and it opens up it opens up the passing game, you know, four hundred yards of all purpose scrimmage. Um I mean Raiders didn't look bad. Uh 
And uh, I think maybe if this continues, McDaniels doesn't lose a job. Uh, he's going to lose his job. Let's be real. Um, but that's all I have. And uh, before I turn it over to Poindexter, I want him to say three good things about the Raiders before he goes off on a rant. Uh, let's not be that mean. Only one good thing about the Raiders. The Raiders Your jerseys are pretty. <laughs> the Raiders won a football game in the NFL. I'll, I'll give him that. Derek Carr did not turn over the football. Um, pretty good game manager. Josh Jacobs, you, know, you guys already said it. I'm not going to need to rehash it. My main thing on this is actually the Broncos' defense, man. The the rule of thumb. They they hold people in in the regulation. They held them to the 16 points. All the Broncos' offense needs to do is score 17 or more points. And I think they showed a graphic during the game. If the Broncos' offense scored 17 or more points this year, the Broncos would be like eight and two, right? Oh, yeah, it was like 19 points. They would have been nine and one at this point. Man, like outlandish. The Broncos' offense is horrendous. I will say this. It was great to see legendary quarterback Kendall Hinton get three catches for 57 yards. For those, cool. you, for those of you who are wondering why I give him that status, go back and watch the 2020 season. <laughs> oh, was he the he was he, the replacement? He was the replacement quarterback for that one game where they wouldn't let like an offensive assistant suit up. They were like, no, you have to pick someone who's on the team. God, that was a whole <laughs> was, ass fuck up. That was absolutely abysmal. Latavius but, Murray. Uh, I thought like he was a good running back for the Raiders a couple years ago, right? Am I or am I misremembering? You are misremembering. Okay, uh, nothing mind. good comes from Oakland. Um, Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, uh, Oakland, Vegas, same difference. Uh, One is uh, more yep. poor. Ra- Raiders won a football game. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the, and the upset of the fucking week, let's be real here. The Dallas Cowboys almost should have put up a 50-burger on the Vikings, let's be real here. 40 to 3. What the actual fuck was this game? What I can tell you. I can tell you right uh right here. Cooper Rush played. Cooper Rush played. He only Cowboys threw won. for 31 yards. I mean, did he play? Shit, you right. Do you want to so, know the real? Do you want to know the real reason? Tony why Pollard. Dallas won? Tony Pollard. No. The real reason Dallas won is because it was not a one o'clock game. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> it was a one o'clock game. This would have been the other way around. It would have been forty to three Minnesota. I still, I just want to say this is a thought that came into my head earlier this day as I was doing research and preparing for the pod. If there was an NFL fighting game, and each of the quarterbacks was, you know, in this said fighting game. The alt like and both people who are playing but picked Kirk Cousins. The alternate skin for Kirk Cousins would be Dak Prescott, like for real. Because Dak don't get, <laughs> Dak is decent, but like, the, I I'm I I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. say anything else. This the, I, the fact that the Cowboys Pain. won makes me sad. Pain. That was the most roundabout way. To get to your motto that uh, Dak Prescott is the black Kirk Cousins that I've ever seen. And you're right. 
Um, I hate how you got there. Would have bet would have been better for you know the listeners and everybody involved if you just said it. Uh, the whole fighting game motif. Now I'm thinking about who would be my selected fighter in a QB fighting game. Um, I I'd, I'd always would with Big Ben right. Michael Vick. No. Uh, all right, never mind. That's a that's a whole different episode. You know what? We might actually make that episode one day. Um, <laughs> Moving right along, we got Cincinnati. Kudos, kudos to Michael Parsons. Still, oh, that, that man, he is still that guy. Moving right along. <laughs> Moving right along, we got Cincinnati going going into Pittsburgh, beating them thirty-seven thirty. Last minute. Well, it wasn't last minute, but it was definitely. Uh, late in the game, uh, Samaj P. Ryan looking good with three tutties. Um, all catches, by the way. He did awful running the ball. Three, 11, car- 11 carries for 30 yards. Joe Burrow looking like somewhat of a franchise guy out there. Uh, 24 um, completions, 39 pass attempts, 355 yards, four tutties, but two picks. Uh, what? What are the Steelers but a miserable pile of secrets? I mean, the Bengals, the Bengals are weird to me because, like, there are some weeks they look awful. Some weeks they look yes. great. And it's just like, what the fuck are you guys? At least they're doing better with the Super Bowl hangover than the Rams. That's the only thing I can really say about them. I mean, divisional games are always a, a, a slugfest. Uh, you know, it, it's a toss-up. Um <laughs> My my thing on this one, Kenny Pickett actually looked better, and I'm I'm really enjoying seeing the development with them year by year or week by week. Excuse me. Uh, hopefully, see what the years may come to. But um, Najee Harris was a whole ass man in this game. Twenty carries, ninety yards, two tutties, four point five. I can see Kenny Pickett becoming a dude in the NFL. Um, yeah, like like you just said, he looks better. Um, I just think on paper and in practice, since he is still the better team mm-hmm. than Pitt, um, I think Pitt's still trying to find their legs with uh, you know what, the almost two the almost two decades that Big Ben was their quarterback, and now they got to deal with someone who has like completely different uh, skill sets than Big Ben had. Um, so you know, I, I kind of give the Steelers a pass on this on this season, because um, it's it's kind of hard just to get a rookie quarterback and plop him into a already established offense. Uh, and hope that nothing happens. But did you guys see that uh, that interception by T.J. Watt? Apparently, it's the second time he's just risen up off the line and snatched the interception from Joe Burrow. I don't know if the first one was I mean, their matchup earlier this year or last year, but... Uh, TJ Watt, like, early in the season for the Steelers, TJ Watt was their whole defensive heart and soul. And when he went out for those that string of games he was out for, like, their defense just stopped playing football. Like, yeah, really, really happy he's back for them. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I like seeing good players play good football. Oh yeah. Always fun. All right. We got the Kansas city chiefs going into LA. Think about this one. 
to to and beating the Chargers, thirty to twenty seven. Boys, Jamo, uh, heartbreaking to see the Chargers lose. I always want the Chargers to win. I like uh, I like Herbie. Um, beep, beep. But I will say this one thing. Where is he? Why is he not here? Oh. But where, did you invite someone oh. on the podcast and you didn't tell us? No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. Uh, Pachinko. Pachenko. What is that guy's name? Pachenko. The, the, the new number 10 for, uh, for very, very Kansas specific, City. Very specific. Pacheco. That that is that number in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform like a magical thing? Uh because that guy runs lights out. He is fast as hell. Um he looks like he's on fast forward compared to the rest of the freaking game. Uh but that's that I I watched I watched that and that that blew my fucking mind. Watching watching that dude run the football. That was insane. Anyway, that's all I got. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, pain. <laughs> I, I have Sorry. No, no real points to real say uh, other than the Chiefs look like the fucking Chiefs. What else did you expect? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is indeed the guy. I think he he's kind of come into his own as a little bit of kind. He, if if you're looking for someone to have taken Brady's torch in the AFC, he's definitely the guy to have done that. Just kind of looking from a football perspective. He's definitely the guy to have done that. Uh, always fun to watch him ball out because it looks like he's playing Madden compared to everyone else on the field. <laughs> he has it literally on rookie mode. Yeah. So f- it's always fun to watch Mahomes sling it and do, do his thing. Uh-huh. I I have no real things other than the the court like he, he's kind of that that whole part of I can't words today I'm I, I'm I'm an accountant not an English major but uh you know watching Mahomes do his thing where he he leads him down last minute drive you know you can't ask for more than that yeah here you go here's a stat line uh Isaiah Pachenko. He 15 attempts for 107 yards. Fit. Wow. That guy is a machine. Absolute fucking unit. Absolute fucking unit. Uh, Chiefs look great. Chargers, you know. I wish they looked I'm better. glad to see them putting up points again. I'm glad, glad to see that they're out there trying. Welcome back, Keenan Allen. Um and hopefully, you know, they've been plagued by the injury bug. I I want to see I want to see them, you know, on this comeback tour. I'm liking it. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to the final game of the week. We got the San Francisco 49ers going into Arizona and absolutely putting some boots to asses, beating them 38-10. And uh Jimmy Jesus Jimmy G looking good. Twenty eight. Do not do that. Twenty nine. Uh, twenty We call him Jimmy Jesus. Uh, anyway. No, we do not. Do not do that. Uh, for four yards. Uh, you know, four four touchdowns rather, not four yards. Two twenty eight yards. Four tutties. You know, there's something interesting about this game that I quite 
enjoyed, at least from the defensive side of the ball. And because the Arizona played in very interesting defensive shell uh, during this game. And if you go back and watch the footage, you'll you'll see this really. The interesting thing here is the way, like, the, there were a couple of plays where they did this really cool old school, like, everyone's run some kind of derivative of this defensive shell at some point, where every single player on that defense wants Cliff Kingsbury fired. <laughs> And, and the shell is called, Jesus Christ, get this fucker out of the head coach position. What in the absolute hell was this game? Now, I know Colt McCoy was starting, and you can and Trace McSorley threw one of the worst picks I've seen all year. Frankly, <laughs> fire Cliff Kingsbury is all I can say about this game. Like, the 49ers played well. It's them and the Seahawks for... The NFC West. I I have nothing further to say. The 49ers look great. The 49ers look really, really great. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still playing well. Does not bowl too hot for um, Trey Lance. Uh, Hope his recovery is going pretty well. But Garoppolo's played really well. Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, molded has molded into this offense immaculately um you know george kittle this debo samuel brandon Ayuk. this is just a scary team i am one thing about it does worry me and that one thing is that i feel like the 49ers are doing what the rams did and making everything kind of top heavy hey i mean it seems to be the new uh gaming turd uh, coming up, um, the new meta in the NFL is to fuck these draft picks that I have. Uh, let me go out and get guys who are established and I know that are good. Um, and let me just let me win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, uh, let me, and let what me happens, rent them for a year. And what happens next year? I don't. I don't care. Um, and a lot of people can argue. Well, you're you know, you're ruining the future of your team and future. Uh, future Super Bowls you can win. You know, every year you get seven new draft picks that you can trade away because you can only trade out five years, but, you know, next year you can you get seven new ones and then you just trade those away and keep bringing people in uh, and it's that easy. Um, the Rams did it. Uh, and, yeah, they, they kind of sucked this year, but... Um, if they continue to suck in the future, th- th- mm, those words are going to be very delicious for you to eat. It will show that the oh, metas. Yeah. It will show that it's not that good because the NFL is definitely one of the biggest leagues of what have you done for me lately? And you know, yeah, you got me a Super Bowl last year, but now I want another one. And I mean, if the... you settle in for that just that one year, it doesn't look good. And now you got people. Still, you know, uh, holding back to the last time you won being 1993. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the Philly fans are proof of that. Y'all prayed and prayed and prayed and said, all I want is one. All Prayer's I answer. want is one. And then you got your one and you're like, well, I mean, come on. Let me get, what about two? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's about, just the uh, nature about, of the beast. About two of them. 
Y'all greedy is what you are. Every everybody <laughs> does that, man. As a as the person with the most successful team here at the table. I mean, the person with the most successful. Shut up. <laughs> you gotta build a good like Belichick was always good about finding the like he was awful at drafting in the first round. Yeah, I, I and will. You gotta, I, and you gotta you gotta cheat. <laughs> uh, you gotta steal film and you gotta deflate balls. All I can oh, hear, all, all, all I can hear is whining down in the peasant section. Um, and moving on. All right, moving on. But let's talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Or as I uh, wrote on my uh, page on <laughs> accident, uh, the playoffs. Well, you see, it's the play oofs because if you don't make it, everyone goes oof. <laughs> oof. Um, not not really too much of a change. The Bills, um, the Jets are no longer making the playoffs. Uh, but you know, we, we have a little thing we're we're, we're going to be liking to do here. Um, called new De- segment time. New, new segment involving the playoffs. New, new, new segment. We got it. We're calling it dead. Locks and thieves. So dead is basically this team ain't making the playoffs. They, they're, for lack of a better term, dead. Uh, locks, it's the exact opposite. This team's making the playoffs come hell or high water. And then we got thieves who, kind of true to their name, are going to steal a spot. So boys, who who's dead for y'all? Who's dead to like the playoff world as we as we're talking right now? Go ahead, point extra chart us off go first with this one and we're all you know picking one team that we in each of these categories uh doesn't mean that they are the only ones but for me my dead team right now and i'm not going to take the easy choice on this one um i am actually going with the steelers uh i the steelers are dead they're not making the playoffs this year uh to everything we said about in the breakdown, Kenny Pickett's just not there yet. He needs that developmental time. They have a lot of holes that need to be filled. Uh, and the rest of their division is just too strong. Baltimore winning the division. I'm stamping that now. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, as Payne said, I don't know what they're going to give me. It's either going to be a Super Bowl caliber team or trash, but they kind of mix it up. Uh, amazingly and even uh cleveland the browns who knows what they're going to look like here coming up with uh with the sean watson at helm but all of that seems more promising than what the steelers are doing i can hear a lot of like pennsylvania salt right there holy shit <laughs> i'm not gonna the argue steelers with you, are dead oh we're dead, all supposed to dead. do that together we're all supposed to do that together. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, James, what do you got? Uh, I have selected second overall. The Rams are dead. Absolutely uh, dead. They, uh, they have, going into this year, uh, pre-week one, were supposed to be one of the best teams in the NFC. They're gonna repeat. Them. That's what I kept it hearing. Was them. Repeat. It was them or the Eagles. Then obviously people were saying Cowboys because you have to, I guess. Um, <clears throat> fuck the Cowboys. Uh, but every week it seems they have gone down a slot. They've gone down a slot. They've gone down a slot. They do not look good at all. That's why 
I am saying that the Rams are dead. Dead. Absolutely fucking dead. Payne? Uh, I'm going to go with the most obvious fucking pick in the room because we have when there's the elephant in the room, you have to address it. And that elephant is the Houston Texans. Dear Lord, I think the only two bright spots on this team are whatever uh, magic that Brandon Cooks can conjure up, which ain't much, frankly, and the electric year that Damian Pierce has been having. He had a really kind of off week this past week, but let's be real here. You're allowed to have one or two bad weeks in the NFL as long as you play pretty decently the other 15. So I'm I'm hoping to see more good things out of Damian Pierce. Maybe they can get a decent couple of decent picks here, really start undoing the damage that Bill O'Brien did because, you know, the Houston Oilers never won a Super Bowl, and I think the Texans and kind of they should get one at some point. So I'm... Texans are, I mean, at this point, dead. they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> but not, 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 not. Uh, you can't, you, you can't, you can't throw extra things in there when you do the when you when you line it. it up like that. Ruined it. We need a dead button. Um, <laughs> dead uh, button. And then we have our thieves. These are the teams that we think are going to sneak their way into the playoffs pain who you got um i got a pretty obvious pick because they're already in the playoffs but i'll be honest i didn't expect them to make the playoff and they are the new england patriots oh my god we are pulled here by the skin of our really fucking good defense and really good special teams our offensive play calling has been utter garbage and if we do make it we're going to be a one and done that's how i'm feeling hey hey pain pain yeah, I can tell you why you guys are one one currently in the playoffs. So hard to say that we're thieves here where you're we're, sitting we're, in the bracket as of now. We're but, stealing you know, I, the spot. I, 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 hey, you know, if it was all about defense, then the Broncos would be in. You know what you need to actually win game? Okay. Offense. And you know who organizes the offense? The quarterback. Actually, Mac the offensive Jones. coordinator. Mac Jones is the reason you guys are uh, sitting in the playoff picture right now. Mac has been a pretty good quarterback this year. It's just been kind of awful to watch, considering that our offensive coordinator is a hack who couldn't fix the Lions and a guy who sucked with the Giants. So, I mean, at this point, I'm I'm hoping that they both just stop calling offensive plays and, like, give it over to someone who actually can coach offense. But, um, you know, if, if our defense is going to pull us into the playoffs, I'll, I'll take it at this point. J-Mo, who you got? I know I said a team in our pre-production meeting. Um, oh, he's changing his mind. Ooh. Oh, and... talk about Omaha. 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 And uh, speaking of Omaha, Omaha, I'm going Colts. Colts are going to sneak this thing in like the O-line coach they have running that football all the way to the playoffs and getting knocked out in the first round. But they're making it to the playoffs. Playoffs are for the boys. Whose spot are they taking? Bengals are going to fall, and the Colts are going to run the ball in. That is a spicy take. That is a spicy take. Take. Oh my. You take a bite out of that take, it's fucking they spicy. Won, they I won hate. their first game with 
the new head coach in his first week, and they almost, and I know you say almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, but they almost beat the 8-1 and one at the time Eagles, the juggernauts that they were. They almost beat them. I mean, yeah. I think, and, I think, and they, I think they've turned the table. I think they've turned the table, and they're going to run this ball all the way to the playoffs. And to the tune of almost, and they will almost make the playoffs. Um, unlike my team, which I think will actually sneak into that spot. I have a team here that is not – a, already in the playoff picture, so hard to call him a thief, and B, <laughs> just not going to make it because the team itself is bad. I am going with the Washington Commanders. I think that that new energy under Heineke is going to really uh, get them in here. Um, it's going to be between the 49ers and the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to fall off. I think the Geno magic uh, might wear off. The 49ers are taking that division by force. And the 49ers I think Washington's, are only, like, Washington's going to slide in, thus giving us the first time all four teams from a single division has made the playoffs. Okay, listen. First of Hell all, yeah, the, Gi- the Giants are going to be out of the playoffs before week fucking 15. Let's be real here. And I so, mean, the Giants do have two L's coming in three weeks. And the Seahawks are uh, only in the seventh seed right now because they had the bye week and the 49ers won. Both teams have the same record, and I think the Seahawks are going to be the ones carrying carrying that division going into the playoffs. I think the 49ers will still make it, but the, the Seahawks will have the three seed because that's what the 49ers currently have. Hmm. Um, but that being said, going I, back to the Colts for a minute. So, are you, so oh, I, I just want to, I, I want to hear just a minute. Are you saying playoffs or for the boys? I mean, I need some, a new podcast. <laughs> I mean, the wild card weekend is played on Saturdays. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh. Chant. No. Also, uh, thing <laughs> I, the thing I thought was like Jeff Saturday's headset is probably not going to the boo for the other coach's headset. That his headset is actually on a cellular line, and on the other end is just Peyton watching it on like a real time like stream, and he's going, "All right, Jeff, now you want to call a one go? You want to call an X go Y shake route here?" Jesus Christ! Moving on. We have right, our locks. Moving- on we're we have our lots and i'm gonna take this one first because i think you know it goes right into what we we're just talking about my lock the 49ers uh i was really impressed with their game uh this past weekend i was really impressed with how they've been playing with mccaffrey when mccaffrey came here i think the 49ers are a lock to make the uh the playoffs this year i would agree that team looks scary Absolutely terrifying. Jimmy G's upside is really good. The problem is his downside is really bad. No further words. Hey, you know, I said make the playoffs, not not necessarily go too far in it. They might be, uh, when we revisit this, when time playoffs start, see who's going to be the uh, disappointment of the playoffs. They might be on the list then. But until then, I, I definitely see them as a lock to make the playoffs. No, I would love it if they and the Cowboys played again in the playoffs and they beat the Cowboys in the exact same way they beat them 
uh, this past year where the Cowboys decided to do a fucking QB sneak up the middle and run out the <laughs> clock on themselves, especially after the refs gifted Fantastic. them 13 seconds. Uh, my lock is also in the NFC, and, you know, there are three things in football that are certain every year. Death, tax, oh death taxes, and Tom Brady making the fucking playoffs. So oh my pick my is God. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't deny them. They're, they're, they might be in the worst, you know, might be in the worst division in the entire fucking Might division. be? But the Buccaneers are gonna go to the playoffs, and Buccaneers are still my pick to make the Super Bowl. Super Bowl! Mm. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Why are the Bucs going to oh, make the playoffs? Sucks. Because their division is god awful, they're only going to make it because somebody from their to <laughs> nobody else wants to go. Everybody, oh, wants the to salt is so good. You know what? Mine it you further, know? baby. Mine it further. You know what? I think they're not even going to be a 500 team. That's a spicy take. I think they're going to be sub 500. I got to look at the rest of the schedule. I'll revisit that next week. <laughs> I, I, I love this song. I love the team it. is so good. I could say the no. same thing about the NFC East literally every year except this one. Well, you can't say it this one, so watch him out. Oh, uh, this is I, delicious. You know salt. Over. My, my blood pressure. JMO. <laughs> this salt is so. Mm, mm. My lock. My lock is the Finns. Um, they are, they just look incredible this year. Uh, Mike McDaniel is awesome. Uh, Tua, I think might be all that he was hyped up to be. Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. Um, that team just looks fucking great. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think anybody's going to slow them down until the playoffs start. So I, I want to see them and the Chiefs in the AFC championship. I think that would be a fucking great game. I think that would be a great game. Put some respect on Jalen Waddle's name as well. Uh, and, and part of that big three out there in Miami. Yeah. Um, each week that he doesn't have TBI, I'm being more sold and sold on, uh, on Tua. Uh, little, little, little tangent here. Watch his uh, brother, brother plays for Maryland. Watch their game on Saturday. They lost, but he played all right. Okay. Yeah, we gave Ohio State uh, – Maryland gave Ohio State a run for their money. Um, just kind of fell off at the end. Uh, but, yeah, know. he he is definitely the worst of the two brothers. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you know, that's the dead locks and thieves um, who, who we have we making might the playoffs, that. not making the playoffs, and potentially sneaking in. We might revisit that next week with uh, some interesting additions. So, boys, you know, at the end of every, or I guess during the playoffs of every football year, we got awards given out, and I think we should be predicting we should be predicting who is going to win said awards. So, we, we're just going to predict five of the awards now: MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and the Comeback Player of the Year. So let's start out with that MVP. And who do you guys have? I got a little yeah. hot take from uh, a Washington fan myself. I got Jalen Hurts winning that uh, winning that MVP uh, trophy because uh, God, he is playing good this year. 
Um, and I think he's got because I mean the MVP isn't based on stats. It's a it's a lot of a popularity contest amongst the players themselves because they're the ones who vote. Um, but he's playing he's playing lights out. Uh, he seems like a really likable guy. Um, he looks like he's having fun out there, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why I got him picked. Mm-hmm. Big interesting pick coming from a Washington guy. Payne. I'm I'm going with uh, the old reliable pick and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what can you say? He's playing absolutely fantastic this year. Um, I mean, the Chiefs are. If if I had to pick a lock for the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs. Uh, I think the road to the playoffs in the AFC goes through Arrowhead and Mahomes. The Mahomes Kelsey connection is a big reason why. Yeah. I, I'm i going a bit of a change here. Uh, it's always QBs uh, getting this award, but one of the you know best players pretty much lights out every time he's on the field. I'm going with Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's doing everything he can to make Kirk Cousins not seem mid, and he's just playing phenomenal football. You know, some weeks he actually has me convinced that Kirk Cousins isn't mid, so he's actually you doing know? a fantastic job. Uh, then we have our offensive rookie of the year without a doubt Damian Pierce the man has just been absolutely pounding that pile hauling the rock down the field I think I said earlier he's one of the few bright spots on the the Texans this year and he should continue to be a bright spot with getting the offensive rookie of the year honors I can't disagree with that. I I think he is really good. I am uh, actually going myself with Chris Olave, receiver out of New Orleans. Um, not you know the most flashiest sir, guy in the league, sir. Huh? It's pronounced Nolens. I, I apologize, my northernness, but he is you know not necessarily the most rely. Uh, Flashy guy on, uh, out there, but he's very consistent and just seems like he's going to be a solid guy for years to come, not just a flash in the pan. Yeah, um, he's not bad, and I'm going to go with another Ohio State kid, um, Garrett Wilson. And I'm only picking Garrett Wilson because Jahan Dotson was hurt for like five games. Otherwise, I would have picked, <laughs> picked Jahan Dotson just to cleanse that palate from saying Jalen uh, <laughs> Hurt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson's been great for the Jets. Uh, I think, um, not only, you know, my defensive rookie of the year is on the Jets too. We'll get to him in a second, but, um, I think Garrett Wilson has made Zach Wilson look better. Um, and yeah, he's, he's playing really well this year for a rookie, uh, in a, for a team that uh, perennially is not good. Um, and I think he's a big part of, uh, perhaps a culture change there um, with wanting to win now. It seems that they talk a lot more about um, – they seem more upset when they lose than they have in the past because in the past, Jets would lose a game, and they were just like, yeah, it's just kind of what happens on Sundays. you know. Um, now when they lose games, they are fired up and they are upset and they want to go out there next Sunday – and uh, do the complete opposite of what they did and win that football game. So that's why I'm picking Garrett Wilson. I think he's uh, done a lot to help the Jets get to where they're at right now. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to Defensive Rookie of the Year. And Moose, let's just go right back to you. Who do you have for um, 
defensive rookie of the year? Uh, I believe Josh and myself have picked the same man, um, and that is another Jets player, Sauce Gardner. That man has been incredible at the cornerback position. Um, he's killing it out there. Uh, and pretty much, I, I think he goes hand in hand with Garrett Wilson with the whole culture change. And I think that's why I'm also picking him. Not only is he playing great, but he's helping uh, change the culture in uh, in New York for the Jets uh, to become a winning franchise again, not a perennial, perennially terrible one. Point next, you got any more to say about Sauce? Uh, no, everything's right there. That was uh kind of going into this and we were just uh, thinking who was our picks. It was almost unanimous. Jamo and I kind of fought for uh, the pick for Sauce Gardner there. Um, I was actually talking about him today uh, with a co-worker of mine. Shout out Malachi. And we are talking about the last time he's like given up a touchdown uh, officially. You know, he hasn't given up one this year, arguably. There's one that was Credited to him, didn't look like it was uh, on him. Just busted coverage from the safety. But to just not be being one a rookie in this game, going up against grown men at receivers and uh, tight ends, and you know not giving up, or if you just want to say only giving up one score, one touchdown this season, that's 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 lights out. That's amazing. And one of the big things a lot of coaches say when they talk about rookies, mainly on defense. And uh, at the quarterback position, too, is trying to get the game to slow down for them so that they can react quicker to these, uh, you know, routes and um, for the quarterback position, like different coverages and stuff like that. And it seemed that um, Sauce came into the league uh, ready to play football frame by frame almost. Um, he has been <laughs> killing it. It does not seem that this game is too big or too fast for this kid. All right, so y'all may be lost in the sauce, but I'm going to pick a true lion here in Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Kid's been playing well. Like I think you guys are saying, sauce is kind of the face of the Jets rebuild. Aiden Hutchinson grew up in Michigan, went to Michigan uh, University as a Wolverine, and now he is a Detroit Lion. Uh, This kid lives, breathes Michigan. like, what else can you say? He is the face of this Lions rebuild, even though some would argue that it sh- it's also Dan Campbell. I-, I see good things for this kid in the future, and he's been really playing well. And uh, he's been kind of an absolute joy to just watch and uh, watch him develop this year. So I'm, uh, that, I'm picking Aiden Hutchinson for Defensive Rookie of the Year. But, you know, you, you can't have the players without the coaches and – Coach of the year is an interesting one, especially because we're still somewhat, quote-unquote, early in the football year. But one team that has had an absolutely incredible turnaround this year is the Minnesota Vikings. So my pick for coach of the year is, so far, is Kevin O'Connell, 40-3 to loss to the fucking Cowboys. Notwithstanding, they have been very good this year, making Kirk Cousins look brilliant he hasn't had to play in prime time so an eight and two record with Kirk Cousins not playing in prime time is great the problem is they make the playoffs they're gonna have to probably play in prime time at least one of those games 
So Vikings might be one and done in the playoffs, but Kevin O'Connell has definitely turned the ship around. What about y'all? What do you got, Point Dexter? Uh, I mean, my my pick's easy. Not a lot of time here. I think he should be coach of the year every year for what he does week in and week out down there in Kansas City. It's Andy Reid. Uh, it's you know watching the Chiefs play, watching Patrick Mahomes out there and the schemes that they do. It is you know it's 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 just entertainment. You know, Chiefs football is just entertaining football, and that starts from the head coach. Andy Reid is coach of the year. Um, fucking I'm gonna, fans. I'm making another Omaha here. Making Omaha. Omaha. I'm making another change. And no, it is not Saturday. He does not give my coach of the year. Thank um, God. But I am switching off of Mike McDaniels. I love the guy. I think he would be a good candidate for coach of the year. But I think my official ballot that I am putting in for coach of the year is going to be Jack Del Rio. Sirianni. Uh, from what okay. he from what he has done with the Eagles, um, and really forcing the rest of the NFC East to do this year, um, with the moves that he made in the offseason, um just making this this division going from NFC East to NFC Beast, um and mainly what he's been doing with the Eagles. I think you guys barely made it into the playoffs last year. Um, just kind of got on the wrong bus and ended up there. Uh, <laughs> Oof. Uh, to what he has done this year up until week nine. Um, yeah, he's my official candidate for coach of the year. Uh, well, speaking uh, of... I mean, I like that. My only thing on that, uh, I got to give a lot of the credit, especially the roster moves to uh, GM Howie Roseman for for mm. us. Well, I, could ar- I, I could argue, but I'm not going to. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself until y'all lose in the playoffs. But uh, we're just going to talk about comebacks. We got Comeback Player of the Year award. I have a very uh, kind of special one to spotlight. But I, you know, I, I want to hear what I want to hear what y'all have picked. Actually, I would like you to go first. I am interested yeah. in whatever yeah, you're you go first. Are, are we in a Canadian standoff where we're just trying to be yeah. nice to each other? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to pick Geno Smith. I, I, I watched this guy flounder on the Jets because I was forced to because the Patriots played them twice a year. But it's been nice to see him have this career resurgence. Uh, he you know, lost his last game, which is against Brady. So, you know, not much has changed. But... Uh, it's good to see him taking what everybody thought was a dead Seahawks team at the beginning of the year. Six and four, seven seed in the playoffs, only the seven seed because you had a bye week. But this is a team that's actively competing for first in its division when no one really gave them a fair shake to win this division. And seeing Gino kind of revitalize himself has been very nice to see. It's a very good, like, feel. Like, each Seahawks game almost feels like a feel-good moment. So that's why Gino Smith is my pick for Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, That is the incorrect pick. Uh, And I'm going to tell you why. Because the obvious winner for Comeback Player of the Year is Saquon Barkley. Uh, Everybody thought his career was done after that uh, injury he sustained. 
Um, and he came back this year and proved every single person wrong. Uh, he has been a menace in New York, um, both in the run game and in the receiving game. Uh, he is the clear candidate for uh, comeback player of the year. Um, he honestly might even be in the vision, not not at the top, but he might be in the scope for uh, offensive player of the year. But um, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm kind of there with you on on the same token of a premier talent was injured now they're back and I'm actually going with Christian McCaffrey because once again the 49ers are scary they, they are they just are a scary bunch of people terrifying they're when, terrifying when Jimmy G is playing at the good level that we know he can play at they're terrifying he's been doing that the past couple of weeks since Christian McCaffrey got there. Run, You're welcome for that, 49ers fans. Moving on. All right. So, you know what? Thanksgiving's coming up, boys. And, uh, you know, we all have things that we're thankful for this football year. So, what are y'all thankful for? for this? Go ahead, point extra. I just imagine we're all sitting around the table. You know, we, we got the cranberry sauce. We got the turkey. We got the... Whatever else y'all have on your tables? Uh, well, for me, it's literally just a metric gallon of eggnog, and that's all I need to be <laughs> happy in life. Um, oh, but, man. you know, something I'm thankful for in football this year is, you know, relative parity back in the NFL. Uh, just all teams, you know, you, you, you look into the schedule, and you kind of sometimes do sit there like, actually, you know what? I don't know who's going to win this game. Um, And I just, I'm liking seeing every team that is not in Las Vegas have success. So that's, (laughs) that's what I'm excited for. Man, a lot of shade being thrown at that black hockey puck in the desert. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Bane, what about you? I'm grateful for three different things. Two of them are football related. One of them, and you're going to groan at every single one of them. More than likely. Uh, first one is the Patriots defense. I'm thankful for them because they're the ones who basically saved us in certain games. Playing absolutely great. Matthew Judon's been awesome. Dietrich Wise, you know, our cornerbacks that we thought was going to be a pretty weak spot have been pretty well this year. Um, the one McCourty left in the NFL, who I think it's dead, Jason. I think it's Jason. I. Can't tell them apart, I'll be honest with you. Wow. They're twins. Yeah, they're <laughs> identical twins. I do think it's Devin, by the way. It's okay. Yeah, Jason oh. is part of Good Morning. Yeah. Uh, hey, football. by the way, Jason McCordy, if you ever see this, you can have us on Good Morning Football if you want. We're, we would all be amenable <laughs> to that. Um, but, uh, you know, defense has been playing great. Uh, offense it has shown flashes. Mac has shown flashes. But uh, I'm more... I'm more happy to see that defense. I'm more thankful for that defense. The other one is, like I said, the three constants in life are death, taxes, oh and, Tom, and Tom Brady. And I am happy to have, keep seeing my childhood idol playing and doing it at an elite level. That is all I will say on that. The other thing I'm grateful for, this is the final <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's all I'll say on that. Continues talking. Well, well 
that was all I was going to say about Brady. I could go on for another hour if you want me to. No, no, no one, no, no one wants to. Thank you. Let's get done with this. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for this podcast. Um, you know, m- behind the scenes, Moose has been doing work. He's been working on helping us get a better logo. Uh, Poindexter's been doing very in-depth research each week. He's been doing more than I do. Uh, so I'm I'm thankful for both of you. I'm thankful for you guys joining me on this journey with this podcast. And you know we're gonna take we're gonna take it to that next level. Don't get me wrong. We're we're gonna we are going to kick it to another level. But uh, I'm thankful for y'all joining me on this podcast journey. Thank you. Uh, I got three. I got four things actually. Oh God. Well, now I feel like um, shit. Yeah, I only put one. <laughs> I told I got, you to put like three of them. What the fuck? <laughs> I got four things. Uh, my first one is that the NFC East is good again. Uh, and, and I hated. East. I hated being part of that. You know, you make one of the teams in the NFC East makes the playoffs, and I'm like, well, it's only because everybody else sucks. You know? No, I like when someone earns a spot. When now we have to earn spots to get to the playoffs. Um, I'm very thankful for that. Um, my second one that I'm thankful for keeping it in the NFC East, I am thankful that Taylor Heineke has earned that starting job. And looking down in the future, he's going to earn that Captain C on his jersey. Um, I think it's just a very inspirational story. Two years ago, he was sleeping on his sister's couch because he didn't have anywhere to live. He thought his football career was done. Uh, and then we give him a phone call and say, hey, can you come play Tom Brady in the playoffs? Um, and he shows up and gave Tom a run for his money. Uh, and now he's the starting quarterback of the Washington team name redacted. Um, the common team skins. Uh, and uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, my third thing that I'm thankful for is uh, being part of this podcast. Thank you guys for bringing me in late. Um, it means a lot. It's given me something to do. It's letting me talk uh, football, uh, which I don't really have anybody to talk football with at work because uh, they all like don't watch football, which I don't understand what they do on Sundays then. Um, but hang out, hang out with your families. Do. No, Um, but uh, and my fourth thing that I'm thankful for, and I think uh, Payne will agree, is that Matt Patricia is doing a really good job as an offensive coordinator. I'm gonna have you shut the fuck up. You are an absolute turd biscuit for that. I I I introduced. I introduced. Allow me to. Yeah, go go ahead. I I had this whole Thanksgiving segment planned out. Like, oh, it's gonna be nice, and then you just throw that dart right in my heart. I'm putting putting one more in here to keep that conversation from not happening. I'm actually thankful for everyone who's subscribed and listened to three friends talk about football uh, every Wednesday. You know, that are far too underqualified to talk about football. <laughs> I don't and, know what you're you talking know, about. I played one I, season I, of flag football. I am overqualified. <laughs> hey, you could be the next co- uh, coach of the Colts. But, you know, oh God, I, no. I, I, and I've, I've gotten feedback from, from people as well uh, who said that they enjoy it. And that, that, you know, that makes this so much more worthwhile. So thank you to all of you. 
Alright, with that out of the way, are you ready to make some motherfucking picks for this next week in football? Because I definitely am. We're starting out with those oh, Thanksgiving whoa, whoa, Day whoa. games. Moose, take I it away, I, baby. Okay, jeez, I thought you were about to steal it. This is my segment. <laughs> All right. All right. Starting at 12.31 Eastern Standard Time on Thanksgiving Thursday. We have the Buffalo Bills staying where they're at in Detroit playing Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my motherfucking snow games. God damn it, NFL. Oh. Buffalo Bills, understandably, are nine and a half point favorites. Um, should I explain again for any new listeners who don't know spreads? Uh, yes, go ahead. One, one more time okay, for the people it, on the back. Is it, this is going to be the third and final time I've been After the After so, this, we're just going to start pointing you to this episode as an explanation. Exactly. Uh, uh, so the Bills being nine and a half point favorites, that is essentially before kickoff, the Lions are starting with nine and a half points uh, in the game. So the game would start at nine and a half to zero Lions up. Um, the In order for the spread to, for you to win your bet, if you place the bet on, the Buffalo Bills minus nine and a half. The Bills would have to win by at least nine and a half points. If you put your bet on the Detroit Lions, they would have to not. They would have to lose by less than nine and a half points, or just win the game. Um, and then that hits. Uh, that is the spreads explained for the uh, last and final time. Now you can return back to the other podcast that you just joined in from. Uh, <laughs> now, week twelve, uh, Buffalo Bills in Detroit. Uh, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you guys have for this one? You know what? I'm going to pick with my heart here. I picked the Lions last week. I'm going to pick them again this week. They always kind of play a little bit better on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to go Lions. I'm going Bills. They just stayed in Detroit for the past two weeks. So they're comfortable. They're rested. They're 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 feeling at home. I'm going Buffalo. I... I'm going Lions. I got a feeling about this game. I got a feeling about this game. I think Detroit's going to come out swinging, and they're going to win this football game on Thanksgiving for all the pilgrims. Uh, I'm going Detroit Lions plus nine and a half. All right. Our next next game starting at 4.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The New York football giants are traveling to Satan's America's hellhole. stadium. S- Satan's hellhole. Amer- America's stadium Jerry in Dallas. World. Jerry World. They're going to play the Cowboys. No one really fucking cares. I mean, uh, it's the Cowboys obligatory Thanksgiving game. Yeah, they get it every year because they're America's team. No, they're not. The uh, Patriots are America's team. <clears throat> anyway. The, the, the Chiefs are America's team. No, no. Uh the Dallas Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites. That's where there's two nine and a half point favorites uh, against the Giants. Um, what do you got, Point Extra, on this game? Well, the Dallas, the Dallas, Dallas has lost their last three Thanksgiving games. Divisional games are always tough. The Cowboys beat the Giants earlier this year. The NFC East is a juggernaut of a division. I'm going the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. Payne? 
There is no good team to pick here as a Patriots fan. You either pick the fucking Giants or you pick the fucking Cowboys. So I'm gonna go with a super really dumb pick, and I kind of nah, I can't pick the tie. Like we've had that rule. You cannot. You cannot. God, I have to pick I, one of I these teams to. to win a football game. Oh God. Correct. Uh, I, I'm gonna pick the Black Kirk Cousins to win this game, the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I am following the age-old rule of football. It is the ABCs of football. Anybody but the Cowboys. I'm going Giants. <laughs> They're going to win this game. Uh, as we said in my first episode on here, fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> fuck the Cowboys. I'm the only, I'm, I'm only picking them because I have a gun to my head and I have to pick one of these teams. And I hate the Giants more than I hate the Cowboys. Our <laughs> next game, uh, starting at 8.21 p.m. Eastern Time, our last Thanksgiving game. We have the New England Patriots traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Matt Patricia is still calling the offense. Who do you got, Payne? Um, My head and heart say Patriots. That defense is going to make Kirk Cousins see ghosts. And uh, our offense will score 10 points and beat them 10-3. to uh, I will. I will add. This is a prime time game for Kirk Cousins. Yes, that's why. I'm, that's also why I'm picking the Patriots mm-hmm. because it's Kirk Cousins and motherfucking prime time. And what have I said? Picking the Vikings every single week this year. I have asked the same questions over and over. Is it prime time? And is Kirk Cousins the starting quarterback of this team? And both of those answers have always been no and yes. So I've picked the Vikings, but it's prime time. And Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, which means the Vikings are losing this game. Uh, in, in a game that I will be passed out on my grandmother's couch by this time, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a legitimate food coma, I, <laughs> I am going with the Minnesota Vikings. I think Kirk is going to get over his uh, primetime woes. I think that Mac Jones is going to ruin it at the end of the game, giving Payne some fodder for next week's show. Um, but, yep, I'm going to the Vikings. I'm also wow. going to join you with picking the Vikings. Um, starting quarterback for the Vikings is Kirk Cousins. Thanksgiving is a family holiday. Cousins, family, he's going to win this game. It's in the stars. Everybody Confirmed. can see it. Confirmed. Um, what the fuck? That's, that's just a fact, Jack. Um, and, uh, you know, as Payne said over and over again, Mac Jones isn't a good quarterback. Matt Patricia doesn't know how to call an offense. I've so said Mac is a good quarterback. I've just no, said that no. Matt Patricia anyway, is we're moving on to the next game, Sunday at 1.01 p.m. Uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, traveling down to Duval to play the Jack uh, The Ravens, understandably, are four-point favorites. Uh, who do you got, Poindexter, as our uh, resident Baltimorean? Uh, Jaguars. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this is this two years from now? No, this is uh, still currently this year. Currently this year, Jaguars ain't ready yet. I'm going Baltimore. Did you just think um, you accidentally stumbled into your time machine again? I know that happens often, but I'm just making sure. 
Uh, yeah, man. I'm just I'm just checking, just making sure Jaguars haven't arrived yet. Ravens uh, need that comeback game. Defense has woken up. I'm going with Baltimore. Alrighty, who do you have, Payne? I want to go the spicy pick of the Jaguars since it's in Duval. But uh, Lamar Jackson is a force that cannot be stopped. So pay that man. Pay, pay him. him. Pay him. But like, don't pay also, him so any much. Sponsors, that... Any sponsors that want to pay us, uh, we're accepting. <laughs> uh, look out! I don't want to be sponsored by like Manscaped and have to talk about testicles for part of the pod- podcast. Lord knows we are. If they pay you a thousand dollars, you would. I mean, if they paid me. A hundred thousand dollars. Now that's where we're talking money. I mean, I don't even know what we're talking about. I use Manscaped currently. Same. Ah, shit. There you go. We're going to have to talk about Manscaped. Moving on. We're talking football now. (laughs) I'm going to pick the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson is an unstoppable force, and the Jags are definitely not an immovable object. Yeah, I'm going to. This is going to be our first. uh... Our first game of the week where we all are on the same wagon. Uh, I'm going Ravens. Uh, this seems like a no-brainer pick. Um, yeah. Ravens right. by 10. Our next game, our next 1 o'clock slot, we have the Denver Broncos country. Let's ride. Traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers. Uh, Broncos are two-and-a-half-point favorites going into this game. Point extra, what do you have? I was going to give this to Payne, our resident Panthers fans. Well, I can't pick Broncos country, let's die, so I'm going to pick the Panthers to win this one. Uh, Both teams are terrible. Both defenses can be good. So I'm going to pick the Panthers to win a close 12-6 game with only field goals scored. (laughs) Because God hates us all. Uh, J-Mo? Uh, this is going to be the first game that the Broncos score more than 19 points. They're going to score 21. Unfortunately, the Panthers are going to score 28 and are going to come away with the win. Um, I'm picking Panthers. Whoa, I'm sorry. Is Baker Mayfield still their quarterback? Uh, he might not be. <laughs> yeah, so right on now. Uh, Sam Darnold quarterback, might start. It, mm. If Baker's the quarterback, I'm riding with that Broncos defense. I like them a lot. I think they're going to uh, be able to hold them to sub-12 points, and hopefully Russell Wilson can do something. Um, I am going Broncos country. I feel like the NFL collectively is just poking the corpse of the Bronco and just going, come on, do something. Our next 1 o'clock slot game is going to be the Atlanta Falcons traveling to our nation's capital to take on the Washington Commanders. Uh, They're traveling to Maryland. Your stadium is in Maryland. You don't get to say that. Maryland is the nation's capital. Okay, that's a lie. Uh, But the Commanders are four-point favorites going into this game. Um me being a Commanders fan, I will take the lead on this one. I want to say we're going to win this, and I'm going to say we're going to win this, but I do not think we are going to win by much. Mm. Pain. 
Uh, I'm going to say the Commanders are going to win, and it's going to be like Heineke's leading that game-winning drive because the Falcons are going to ch- <coughs> choke this game away. I am going with the Atlanta Falcons. I I think the Falcons are going to pull this uh, out with some late-game heroics. Um, what is it and with you and bird teams? Kaka, and that's that's going to be the oh, spark. That... <laughs> so, so are you jo- are you joining the St. Louis Battlehawks fans? Because that's our cry. No, uh, but I am like I said. But I think this is going to be the one that sends the Commanders on a solid four game win streak. Um, but that's for a different day. But yeah, I got the Falcons in this one. Alrighty, uh, and on that note. Um... You heard it here first. The St. Louis Battlehawks battle cry is Cobbitch. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Cleveland to take on that elf team, the Browns. Um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are three and a half point favorites traveling to Cleveland. What do you all have? Payne, you're the Tampa Bay fanboy. What do you got for this one? Um, what have I said this entire year? You don't bet against Tom Brady, so Bucks all the way here. Uh, I I actually am going with the Buccaneers this game. I think this is the warm up and the tool up game for Deshaun Watson's return, uh, and I think they're going to try to overutilize him instead of doing what they should do, which is utilize Nick Chubb. And that's going to be to their detriment. So I'm actually going with the Buccaneers. Chubb, we got to pound the pile. This is going to be our second game of the week where we are all on the same wagon. I am also going Bucks. Uh, I agree with everything that Josh just said about uh, the Browns having a new toy and are going to break it. It's good, um, it's good to finally next, all saw sense anyway. Our next game is the Cincinnati Bengals, another Ohio team. Uh, traveling down to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'm going to go with Payne. What do you got for this one? Uh, whose run defense is worse? <laughs> yes. Is Joe Mixon back? I know he was injured. Ooh, let the statistician do his work. As you guys uh, fill in, uh, actually, sponsor. If we have any sponsors, this would be your uh, time. Every time I go look for stats. Have you ever considered buying kitchen knives? Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Um, so I th- I, it depends on whose run defense is worse. I'm going to say the Titans win this because the Bengals are like a roller coaster. They go up and then they go down, and then they go up and then they go down. So I'm just. The Titans are much more consistent. I'm going to say much more consistent with air quotes. Uh, Titans and Derrick Henry are going to pound that motherfucking pile, and they're going to some stiff arms, some kitty cats into oblivion. Uh, it's kind of leading the same. I think the Bengals have been good for too many weeks now. It is time for that downward slope. Uh, and the Titans, I think I'm, I'm actually thinking the Titans are going to win this game. Uh, it does not look like they have uh, picked a or have come on a decision yet for Joe Mixon. Uh, so that is still up in the air. You are going Titans, Poindexter? I am. 
Payne, who did you pick? Did you pick Cincy? I picked Titans. Titans, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincy. I think uh, the Bengals are going to figure some stuff out, even if they don't have Joe Mixon. Um, I think Joey B is going to work some magic and squeak out a win. Uh, our next game is the Houston Texans traveling to Miami. Um, okay, next. This is our second largest spread of the week. Only the Ooh. second? Only the second. Miami Dolphins are 13-point favorites. All right, boys. Uh, playing at home. Uh, I think we can all say this together. All right, I am three, two, one. Miami. Dolphins. Dolphins. All right. all right, cool. Moving on. I think the last game is what? The Bears-Jets game? Uh, yes, the last game for the 1 o'clock slot is the Chicago Bears traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. New York Jets are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bears. Duh, um, Bears. Bears. I'm going to go ahead and pick first. I have the Bears winning this one. Um, I think Fields is just too good. Um, and I don't, and I don't think, I think the Jets are in a little. I know I picked them for my thief, um, or I did, and then I changed it to the Colts. But uh, I think they are going to be in a little funk for a week or two, and then they're going to figure it out. But um, I am picking the Bears for this one. Uh, Uh, who, who, Who is the coach of the Bears? Some guy. Don't worry about is it, it. Is it Bill Belichick? No. No. Okay, then I'm going Jets. Um, I'm going to go the Jets as well. The New Jersey Jets as well. The Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears defense is awful, and it's the perfect thing to kind of bounce back with. Uh, will it be a close game? That depends on how the Jets defense plays. But uh, I can definitely see the the Jets suck 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 winning this game. Yeah, I got the Bears uh, taking the spread, so not losing by four, um, but the Jets taking the win. All righty. Now we have our first four o'clock game. Uh, We have the Las Vegas Bakers playing the The Seattle Seahawks. I kind of real, I I totally mispronounced that, and I just kind of tried to make it a bit. Um. The (laughs) Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Seattle take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Geno Smith is still a starting quarterback. Point extra, who do you got? Oh, thank you for going with me. Very easy. Seahawks by seven. All right. Payne? Well, um, I, I'm all on board the Geno train, so I'm also going Seahawks. I'm not going to pick a by seven or whatever. I'm just going to say they're going to win. Okay, uh, I am going to make this our third wagon game. I am also going Seahawks. Gino is going to get this dub. Man, we're really uh, because, busting that thing out this week. <laughs> um, as the Raiders, the Raiders, because the Raiders aren't good. They're not. They're not good. I can um, respect them. You see, here's the thing. I know Poindexter doesn't respect the Raiders at all. I could not respect, at all. I could respect them if they kept Rich Bisaccia as their head coach because he's the guy they united around to actually get to the playoffs last year. 
that they lose eventually. It was, it was a fluke. Moving on. Uh, anyway, our next four o'clock slot, uh, we have the now go charges go traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Chargers are four point favorites in this game. Uh, I don't know why that surprised me, but as they, they are. Um, who do you guys have? I don't know who I want to pick first. So, first come, first serve. Uh, you know what? LA, they should still be in San Diego, first of all. Uh, now that that's out of the way, fuck you, Spanos. Now that that's out of the way, uh, I'm picking the Chargers. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I don't like Kyler Murray. I'm going to pick the Chargers. I, I'm also going with the Chargers. I like Kyler Murray. Uh, actually, I think I played against him in Call of Duty last night. Um, but, hey, he should have been but, practicing. <laughs> uh, and that's why I'm going with the Chargers. Uh, all jokes aside, though, the Cardinals. Um, is Kyler even back yet? And I don't think it matters. The Chargers are not healthy. And uh, I, I, I like the Chargers. I'm going with them this game. Yeah, uh, I'm not even going to bother putting the wagon away because I'm just hopping on with you two. Um, I like the Chargers a lot. Uh, and I don't like the Cardinals. They look bad. Uh, so, Chargers. Just, co- just cover D-Hop and the Chargers don't do anything. Facts. Uh, our pour first 430 for, game. But Before we move on, pour one out for Colt McCoy, though. He deserves much better than what he's getting with the Cardinals. I'm not going to say I agree with that. Moving on. Right. Our first 4:30 game, we have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs with our largest spread. Uh, do we have any guesses from the boys on what this spread is? I'm gonna say you at least the second largest was 14, 20 points. Second, second largest was 13. 13. I'm going 20. 16 and a half. You both wrong. Point extra was closer. The spread is the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by 14 and a half points against ah. the LA Rams. Um, I think this is a pretty easy one because, as I said earlier, the Rams are dead. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are winning this one. Yeah, the Same. Chiefs are going to fucking take that hide of the Ram off, put it on the wall. Uh Chiefs are going to win. Like, honestly, if you're picking the Rams to win this one, what are you doing with your life? Chiefs are winning this one. Yeah. Um, yep. Get that wagon back out, boys. <laughs> yep. And that's going to be our third one. Our fourth yep. one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next game, still a 430 game, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers are only nine and a half point favorites. Only? Um, only. I'd expect that to be a little bigger. But um, what do you have, Poindexter? Um, as, as someone who was really excited about the, um, about the, the Saints going into this year, really excited about Jameis Winston. I I really don't know why Andy Dalton is still playing. Um, but because of that, hey, I and the so with Dalton's mediocre play, the Saints not looking too great. And add all that with the 49ers being scory. Uh, yeah, I'm going to San Francisco. Hey, what do you got? Um, 
All I can say is the 49ers will win this one. I, right. I don't even need to, like, Poindexter made all my points for me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm betting with my heart. I got the Saints because I need the I need the Niners to lose. Uh, no I, I, reason I, I, other than you, I, I want the Niners to lose. You just, wanted to put the, you just wanted to put the wagon back up finally. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Uh, and now for our Sunday night football uh, game, we have the clash of the two green teams. The Green Bay Packers are traveling to two. the great, the great, the great, mean, disrespectful city of Philadelphia. I thought it was the city uh, of take Brotherly on the Eagles. Love. No, they're mean. I don't know if you've ever been there. Everybody's mean there. Yeah, yeah, they threw uh, trash at Santa. Like, what the fuck is up with Philadelphia? Yeah, honestly? yeah. Uh, but the Eagles, understandably, are seven point favorites. Um, Point extra being our Eagles fans. Uh, what do you got for this one? Eagles winning. CJ Gardner Johnson uh, getting back to his inter- interception streak strictly because a pass is going to go through Christian, uh, sorry, through Alan Lazard's hands. He's going to pop it up and that's going to end up with an interception. Uh, I think Eagles kind of right the ship a little bit this game. I almost thought you called him Alan Lazard and I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then I just imagined the Geico Gecko playing wide receiver for the fucking Packers. Your brain works in mysterious ways. It really man. does. I, I don't even understand it at times. Who are you picking? I don't I don't know. I, on one hand you have Aaron Rodgers pissed off Aaron Rodgers. He is the tra- boat. Tra- Hasn't he been pissed off this whole year? I mean, he's been pissed off ever since they drafted what was his name, but um, Jordan Love. Yeah, that that guy. What's his name? The the, the Mormon guy. Um, fuck it. I'm 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 gonna cautiously poke the wagon out from the barn and say the Eagles. <laughs> Uh, good thing you pulled that out because, yeah, the Eagles are winning because I want to see the Eagles in the playoffs and play at Philly just to beat them. Um, <laughs> okay. In our final game of the week, our Monday night football game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Indianapolis Colts. My guy, Who we have, have the Monday night tank ball, baby. You know, I, I thought we almost got through a whole podcast without you mentioning a tank bowl, but we couldn't do it. Payne, who are you picking? You know, it's Monday, but two days before Monday is Saturday. And you know what Saturday is for? The boys. So I'm going to pick the Colts. One extra. Not JMO, please. Uh, I'm going Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett's going to do really well this game. Ah, I wanted you to go first because I wanted to see if I needed to get the wagon out, but apparently not. But I am going Indianapolis in this game. Woo! <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, and that's going to conclude our picks for this week. And if I'm not incorrect, Payne, that's going to also conclude this episode yeah. of the week in football. So uh, any final words for this week, fellas? Uh, happy holidays. Absolutely. Have a good Thanksgiving, and thank you all for listening. Mr. Pondex? 
Uh, he took the words out of my out of my mouth there. Yeah, uh, our first holiday episode. Woo! Uh, yeah. But yeah, happy holidays, everybody, and um, enjoy watching those reruns of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every Thanksgiving. So everyone, stay safe during the holidays. Don't do anything too stupid. Don't fucking like measure out the oil for your turkey so you don't burn down the house. I don't understand the people who fry their turkeys, but uh, don't burn down. Don't let the turkey burn down your house. Delicious. What? I, I've never had it, honestly. I'll, we we usually cook ours in the oven, bake ours. Well, you do whatever in the oven with it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, get pain out of the kitchen. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night, Good morning. Morning. Your plants. Right. Hello, everybody. All right, <laughs> all right anyway, everybody. We'll see you all next week. 